A five to ten minute run on the treadmill gets me warmed up for my workout at the gym. The real sweat though starts when I start doing squats and lunges. I requested this workout as I hoped it would do something about the aches and pains I was feeling on my daily run. I started running a few years ago after going through some physical fitness boredom. What started as a fast walk turned into a walk run and then led to a full out run. Running was satisfying and I felt a sense of accomplishment, but running also gave me sore legs. Coming from the era of no pain, no gain, I figured I might as well go with it and figured something positive was happening. I also thought maybe I should stretch more. Then I noticed that my weight wasn't really going down with all the running I was doing, but that was because I was living the other workout cliche. If you work out, you can eat anything you want. Boy, was I wrong. After many years of sweating it out at the gym, lifting weights, and using the stationary bikes and treadmills, a friend made me aware of some of the wellness programs offered at the YMCA where we're both members. Around the same time, at an appointment with my doctor, she repeated the concern about my high cholesterol and didn't need to remind me of the history of diabetes in my family because I got the hint I needed to do something, and I did. First, I signed up for what's called the Diabetes Fit Program, and after eight weeks of that, moved on to the 12-week Live Smart Program. In this episode of Station to Station, you'll meet the two people I call my coaches, Amanda Sertian and Jamie Matthews. And you'll also meet my classmates, Peggy and Michelle. All right, we've warmed up enough on the treadmill, so let's get started. Test, 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 check, one, two, check, check. Coming down in three, two, one. Okay, so we are, we'll talk about our food diaries. How was it doing it? Eye-opening, I felt like you were pretty good. Yeah? Who really didn't want to bring it because of what you ate? Yeah. Each class begins with a discussion about food and exercise. Today, a review of the assignment from the last class where everyone was asked to log their food intake. Some were successful, others not so much. Amanda Sertian, a personal trainer and wellness program coordinator at the Y, has heard both sides of that story before, but believes people will receive the message they're supposed to when the time is right for them. I'm looking for an aha moment, right? Everybody is at a different point in their journey when it comes to that kind of class. Some people are ready, some people aren't, and hoping to reach the people that aren't, maybe find a spot where they're ready to start, and then those people who are very interested in making those changes, that they get what they need from it. I want to ask you about the food portion, uh, the dietary portion, if I can call it that, and then the, the exercise portion, which is individual. First, uh, with the food, what's, uh, what is taught where, where that is concerned? So because I'm not a registered dietitian, we mainly speak to Canada's Food Guide and um, all the requirements that the government has kind of outlined. And then from there, we talk about portion sizes because we eat too much of some things and not enough of other things, and we think we're doing well when we're making those changes, but in reality, we're not. Um, I really focus on an 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, you're towing the line, you're doing what you need to do, you're eating right, you're getting your exercise, and then 20% of the time, you have a sidestep where you're not necessarily on plan. You've got a special occasion, special function, a holiday, 
or you're just having a day and life gets in the way a lot. So if you can give yourself a break and allow yourself to have that sidestep, it doesn't mean that the whole day is a write-off. It doesn't mean that the whole week is a write-off. It's just that moment is when you made that choice. And if you can be conscious about that choice, then you're better for it. If you just mindlessly do it, then you end up falling back into those easy habits um, that aren't fantastic. But if you're thinking about what you're doing and a little bit more aware of what your body is doing, then it's easier to get back on the right train. Marathon runner, Y Fitness instructor and wellness program coordinator Jamie Matthews started his fitness journey in the pilot program of Diabetes Fit. I was uh, a lot heavier than I am now. I was 350 pounds and out of shape and sedentary. I had a multitude of health conditions, type 2 diabetes. And through the program, through finding out um, that I had some medical conditions that was causing some of the weight gain, um, I was able to lose 145 pounds. And through healthy eating, so no fancy diets, no fad diets, just using Canada's food guide, and coming through program and committing to it and making it part of my life. And now that I've managed to do that, I realize, you know what, I like helping people, so I want other people to be able to be that, that successful. And I was able to actually get rid of my type 2 diabetes. I had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and it's reversed. My liver's fine now. So through exercise and healthy eating, pretty much anything's possible. Yeah. And it, exercise really boils down to that. It's the best medicine. All right, that's all I have to chat about. We are out the door exercising. And out the door they go, but before everyone starts their squats, lunges, lifts, and various other exercises, both Amanda and Jamie take charge in assessing everyone's exercise comfort level. As wellness instructors, we have to have a lot of extra training, so around the different chronic conditions, because we deal with everything from you know, somebody with type 2 diabetes or osteoarthritis all the way to people with osteoporosis, MS, Parkinson's. Um, we have to know what's safe for them to do, what's not safe for them to do. Um, if it's okay for them to stand to do an exercise or if they have to sit. Because, you know, most times we want to have people standing to exercise because it's better for them. But we need to know when that's not really a safe option. Different? Different than the ball squat? Yes. yes. to go too low because the ball will let you drop right down, right? Yes. Where this, you're all in control the whole way through. That's the sound of Amanda guiding Peggy through an exercise on the TRX machine. I met Peggy through the diabetes program. After finding out she was pre-diabetic, her doctor suggested she take part in one of the Y programs. She explained her experience during a warm-up walk we took around the indoor track. I was always active when I was younger. Um, it's when you become older where you don't get that exercise in. And the program has been absolutely fantastic. Um, it showed me um, what I should be doing and what I should not be doing. So it's a healthy lifestyle where you have to eat the proper food. Um, you feel a lot better when you eat the proper food and get the exercise that uh, it's not as if you're going out there and doing weights all the time or building a lot of muscles. It's just Keep moving and uh, be healthy about it. Like Peggy, Michelle Brubaker also started her program at the recommendation of her doctor. After years of, as she puts it, donating to gyms, 
she was able to make this membership worthwhile from one day a week to now a four or five day a week workout schedule. I'm on the way on my road to recovery from where I was to where I am now and I just it's a marvel. I'm just so happy with myself. I feel great. I have more energy, more stamina. At the beginning it was I was forcing myself but now it's just automatic. I just get up in the morning, I have my breakfast. Uh, it's a routine that I'm into yeah. and I love it. That's I just love it. It's the choice you made. It's a choice and, that I made. And yeah. you know, and you, just in hearing you speak, it, it is a, so much of it is the mindset. Very much so. Oh, very much so. Um, you have to uh, you have to be willing to embrace it. I guess what is it? Alcoholics, you have to admit you've got a problem. Well, same with fitness. You know, you got to admit, okay, I'm I'm a big fat blob. I got to get off my buff and start doing something. And uh, this place allowed me to really um, find out what I can and cannot do. And uh, my instructors, Jamie and Amanda, they were great. I said, okay, I'm bored at just walking the treadmill. I need something to do. So they gave me some circuits. Um, Amanda started out with a uh, regularly, um, not too hard, but not too simple circuit to do of exercises, various exercises. And so I did that. And after, you know, after a few weeks, I thought, okay, I think I could I need a little more so she gave me another circuit to do and it was a little tougher and gotta love those one-legged sit-to-stands <laughs> I'm a pro at them now but uh, you know um, you know again after so many weeks of doing that you know I need I'm the kind of person that I need variety sure. I get bored uh, easily so I need to keep on going so this time I had Jamie give me a, a circuit and wow he really bumped it up he so sure did. It was uh, really challenging. Jamie has been known to bump up, as Michelle put it, exercises at a level each individual person can handle. The workout circuit Jamie and Amanda put me on included squats. First there was a regular squat that I could handle easily. They started me at doing five squats and eventually I moved up to 10 per set and then 15. Then there's the curtsy squat. That's where you hold on to straps from a TRX machine and curtsy to the left and to the right, 15 for each leg. And finally, the triple squat, which I think of as the ramming speed of squat exercises. I'll let Jamie explain. Okay, so we're gonna lunge off the front of the step. We're gonna step off, drop into a lunge, step back up onto the step, step off the side of the step into a squat, step back up onto the step, step back off the back of the step into a lunge, and repeat. So off the front, up, off the side. We're making sure the knees stay behind the toes. And this is gonna build some stability around your knees and hips. And then it's my turn. I originally started with five triple squats for each leg at two sets and then kept going as long as I could. Hey Jamie, is my left leg the one that's supposed to be burning? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Right leg only did a bit of work. Okay. Sure, there was a bit of a burn and fatigue in the first three weeks of doing the exercise circuit. In fact, I would have to go home after every class and take a nap. I eventually did get to the point where the fatigue turned to energy. But still, I wondered, what's with all the squats? A lot of people ask, well, why, why am I squatting? And then you ask them, how many times do you have to sit, sit down in a chair and get up out of a chair each day? 
And then you relate squatting to sitting down in a chair and getting up yeah. and, and, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Is it easier to get out of your chair to go to the kitchen to make a tea now? Yeah. You know, um, even pulling. So how many times do you pull a door open or push a door open? So when we're doing something like a chest press or a row, that completely relates. So we tend to focus a lot on functional type of fitness where it's functional movement. It's ways ways we need to be able to move to um, engage in daily activities like we've talked about. Um, it's, it's very much uh, the way fitness trends are headed, but it's something we've been doing for quite a while. So it's no longer, it's not about coming into program and you're going to see how much you can bench press or see how much you can, how much weight you can lift. It's more about, can you do it consistently? Can you do it right? Can you do it with control? And does it make life better? That's what it's all about. Functional type of fitness with functional movement for everyday life. For me, my focus was on how to make the running more comfortable. It's also helped with everyday things like bending over to grab something from the bottom shelf of the fridge. At one point, that actually used to hurt. Michelle and Peggy explain their experiences. Everybody has the ability to move in some way. And, and even, you know, I'm volunteering here now and I volunteered with... Um, uh, the Diabetes Fit uh, program, but I've also di- uh, uh, volunteered with um, one of the programs where there are stroke victims mm-hmm. or people that have been in accidents and they're limited. And seeing seeing these people and how they uh, participate and they're determined to move and exercise in whatever little way that they can really inspires me. I have more energy. I want to um, um, do exercise. You want to take a walk when you have the spare time. You, you feel like going, not sitting at home in front of the TV. Still, with all the positive benefits coming out of this program, like Amanda mentioned, there is the 80-20 ratio, where 20% of the time you're off the track and crack open a bag of barbecued potato chips, or whatever your kryptonite is. And that takes you off track. But life happens, and that's okay. Success isn't measured by a straight line. So you're going to have some, you're going to have some slip-ups. You're going to have some falls. Remember, each morning you wake up, it's a fresh start. So it's just get back on it. So if you, so what? You slipped off, uh, slipped off the horse, or fell off the horse for, for a couple of weeks, and hadn't been getting the right amount of exercise, or you slipped up and had a giant piece of cake or something, and you really regret it. You know what? The next morning, you know what? That was yesterday keep moving forward because you know that's how how you're successful failures really is, aren't a failure it's a learning opportunity so let's take those hands out spread them out nice and wide push your thumbs back and open up through the chest there's still room like all just limbo under. every class be a diabetes fit or live smart ends with a good stretch Everyone logs their workout and their blood pressure, and then out the door they go into the real world to put into practice what they've learned. Okay, one foot forward. We're going to hinge from the hips, pushing those hips back. Back knee bends, raise the front toe. Now, as always, there's a seated option. You can have a seat at the front of your seat, extend one leg out, pull those toes towards you, and just hinge forward slightly. You've been listening to Station to Station. I'm Joe Pavia. Check out other podcasts, blogs, and photos that are posted to the site. If you want to get in touch, you can leave a reply at the bottom of this page 
or send an email to s2spod at gmail.com. That's the number two, s2spod at gmail.com. You'll also find that address on the About Joe page. Subscriptions to my podcast are free. If you follow this site, you'll receive instant notification via email of a new post. All you have to do is go to the bottom of the homepage and enter your email address. You can even sign up a friend if you want. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the podcast. Okay, and release that, and it's time to do our checks. Let's do our blood pressure, make sure everything's copacetic, and uh, we'll go from there.